Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. My brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe... Aang can save the world. Today we will be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender, Season 3, Episode 6, titled The Avatar and the Fire Lord. Yet another one of my favorite episodes of this show. My god, we are on a roll. Two of my favorite episodes of this show, back to back, if only they weren't divided up by the weekend. I love everything about this episode. I absolutely adore it. It is so freaking incredible. Like, it's such a poetic, heartbreaking, brilliantly constructed episode that not only works perfectly, narratively speaking at least, on its own. Like, you can watch this episode as its own thing, as its own little short film. And it totally works. It totally 100% works on its own merits. But also, as like a chunk of this whole series, it gives so much context as to... The state of the world during the events of this series. Context that up until this point, we never knew we needed. And it also ties in so perfectly to the thematical elements of this season. Thematical elements that you may have already picked up on. If you haven't watched this show before. If you have watched this show before and you're rewatching it with me, you've definitely picked up on it on this rewatch. But themes that sort of poked their way in up until this point, they really do come back and in this episode sort of make themselves known in a way that is deceptively subtle. It really, really is. Everything about this episode is fantastic. And the really brilliant thing about it is I love that Aang and Zuko are being told this story simultaneously. Aang is being told is being told this story by Avatar Roku, by the spirit of Avatar Roku. And Zuko is reading it in the final testament of Fire Lord Sozin. And the fact that they're learning this together, the fact that they're going through this at the same time, it really does, 
it, it makes all the sense in the world. And it really kind of shows how similar Aang and Zuko are at their core. That they both end up in this place. How similar their situations are. That they feel the need to go into this. That they feel the need that they have to go into this. It is relevant to both of them. Like, it's definitely like a coin flip moment. It really, really is. And this episode, like, it brilliantly deepens the characters of Sozin and of Roku. Because Roku, we've seen every once in a while up until this point, and he's given some sage advice. Uh, Sozin has been name-dropped a lot, but that's about it. Like, these are two characters who, up until this point, have served their purposes. Very much so. But they haven't really... Technical difficulties? Sorry about that. I'm back now. So... Roku and Sozin have just kind of been there. Up until this point. They've always been there. They've always been a factor. But they've never really been front and center. They've never really had much depth or arcs that we've seen. Nor did they need to up until this point. Like, they served their purpose. But now we get this flashback and we get to see them evolve as characters. We get to see how they were in their day. We get to see... Like, we get that development that... We didn't even know we wanted to see. And it plunges into them so well. And this story, it really is tragic. It really is a tragic falling out of two friends that the entire world pays the consequences for. Like, seeing their journey from Roku and Sozin are friends. Roku's the Avatar. Roku goes off to do his Avatar thing while Sozin becomes Fire Lord. Roku and Sozin clash on this idea that Sozin has of expanding the Fire Nation Empire. And then finally, that clash results in this big fight that Roku and Sozin has that is really, really hard to watch. And then it all culminates... At this volcano. During this volcanic eruption. Which is so brilliantly handled. It is hauntingly beautiful. It is an amazing little action sequence. And I love it. Like Roku sort of taking on the volcano... By himself and for a while winning. But then it just keeps escalating and escalating and escalating and escalating and escalating and escalating and escalating. And then Roku gets overwhelmed by it. Then Sozin shows up and is like, hey, I'm going to help my friend because I'm cool now. And they have this like solid minute where they're working together to try and stop the volcano And then Roku gets a face full of that poison gas. And Sozin's like, you know what? If you were dead, my plans would be pretty good. 
my plans would be pretty good right now. Bye. <laughs> and then he freaking leaves. He leaves his lifelong best friend to die. Ah. Oh. <laughs> it's so it's so horrible to watch. It's so horrible to watch. It really is. And when you add little touches, when they add these little touches, like Roku's quest to go and master the four elements, adding stuff like Roku's romance with this one chick who he eventually marries and who eventually watches him die in a fiery explosion, basically. And then Sozin taking over the entire world, basically. After that. Those little touches just make it so much more impactful. So much more compelling. And just make it all that more difficult to watch. When the big stuff happens, like... Roku and Sozin's fight, the volcano, all of that. It's really, really well done and so freaking fantastic. And I love how they spell out the point of what Roku just showed him. Which is that anyone is capable of great good or great evil. Literally any person. Roku and Sozin were both Fire Nation. But they were on opposite sides of the pre-war, almost. Roku was on the side of the rest of the world, while Sozin just wanted more territory. Anyone is capable of it. Literally any person. And we've kind of seen this play out before when we've had Earth Kingdom antagonists. Long Fang in particular. We've seen this idea of a gray area. The world being in one big gray area before. But it has never been spelled out in such a poetic manner. It has never been spelled out in such a overt way. And it's interesting that they spell it out at the same time that Zuko goes to Iroh having figured out that he's the one who wrote the note that pointed to the Sozin thing in the first place. Pointed to the Sozin story in the first place. And was like, hey, what's the deal? You said I had to learn the story about my great-grandfather's demise. But he was still alive in the end. And I was like, yeah, no, he wasn't. You have more than one great-grandfather. Sozin was your father's grandfather. But your mother's grandfather was Avatar Roku. Zuko is literally the embodiment of this conflict. He literally 
is the personification of the battle between good versus evil. And I think this really does. If anyone doubted that Zuko was the greatest character of all time before, this sure as hell solidifies it. They spent the entire episode showing you this conflict between good versus evil, between Roku and Sozin, between two friends. Two good friends who ended up branching out and taking on entirely separate moral standpoints. They have distilled down to Zuko. And I love the results of that. And this reveal is so perfect. It's so freaking amazing. Everything about it is the most incredible thing in the world. And then Iroh takes out that little brick in his cell and is like, Hey, this is a royal artifact. It's supposed to be worn by the crown prince. The same artifact that Sozin gave to Roku. How did he get that? I don't know. But it's an incredible moment. (laughs) It really, really is. Oh my god, it's amazing. It really, really is. And then... I mean, I haven't even gotten into... How perfectly this sums up how... Roku, at least in his own view, failed the world. How Roku allowed for this war to happen. And how this whole episode is basically Roku's desperate plea to Aang. Fix my mistakes succeed where i failed repair the world that i broke oh my god everything about this episode is so fantastic everything about this episode is absolutely extraordinary i love it all like it's poetry it is poetry at its finest and i just i'm running out of ways to say it's great it's freaking great it's freaking fantastic It's an amazing, amazing episode that I think is, honestly, and I've said this before with other episodes, if there's such a thing as an underrated Avatar episode, this is it. This is the epitome of the mythical underrated Avatar episode. People do not point at this episode nearly enough when talking about the all-time best episodes of this show. It's brilliant it's absolutely extraordinary in every possible way and is a pure exhibit of how rich it is thematically and narratively and character wise at its best also uh i just today a decade after this episode aired realized that when they were doing that spirit world bathroom bit and Sokka said that there were not, in fact, bathrooms in the spirit world. I just realized today, a decade after this episode aired, that that was a callback to the episode where Sokka got trapped in the spirit world. And then he came out of it and had to pee. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm dumb. The fact that I went a decade without making that connection 
revoke my Avatar fan card. Because I'm... I don't deserve it after that. I do not deserve it at all. But anyway, this episode's amazing. I love everything about it. Hey, remember when this season was 50-50? <laughs> With the awakening in the headband? It's not anymore! Very quickly. Like, this season, I swear to God, it goes from good to great very, very quickly. And I swear to you, it will get amazing just as quick. Oh my god. If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archive, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender Season 3, Episode 7. Talk to you then.